Hello and welcome back to Behind What You See. I'm Jack Payne. And I'm Lewis Left. Yes, you are. And here today we've got Behind What You See, episode seven, nearly said six, episode seven with my good friend Isaac Anderson. Isaac was in a band called In Hindsight back in 2015 and we connected back then. Um, but there's a lot of his story that I didn't know about that I wanted me and Lewis to learn about today. Isaac is uh, now a solo artist after being in a few bands. He's a session musician. He plays guitar for Louis Tomlinson Live. Lewis, what have you taken from the chat, mate? Mate, it was a tremendous episode. I think the fact that he was grafting, doing two years of school tours, 200 plus shows a year. The guy hasn't stopped grafting. And then to go to Heights in hindsight, playing Kentish Town Forum, which is a fab venue of mine. Um, I think there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to take out of it. And mate, what a nice guy. What Absolutely a nice lovely guy. guy. Yeah, I've not, I knew he was a really great guy, but I've not spoken to him properly. Like. I'm going to go for a beer in Rock City. Yeah, Rock City. We're coming when it's open. But no, yeah, it was, it was a great chat. He's a great guy. He's now um, focusing on his solo project. You can catch him on Instagram, at Isaac Anderson. He's doing live stream gigs. Um, yeah, just in general, a really great podcast. So yeah, hope you enjoy show. it. Like, like Lewis said, we really do hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, here we go. Cool, so we're here today with Isaac. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on. Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah, of course, man. It's nice to see you again. Um, to kick this off, we've got a little icebreaker. Lewis, I'll let you bring this in, mate. Breaking ice all day. So we thought we'd want to ask every guest that comes on a lockdown guilty pleasure. Um, something that not necessarily you do anyway as a normal thing, but like Jack was saying as we were trying to discuss it before, like... Jack eats the same cereal every morning. It's almost like a lockdown guilty pleasure of his. But it only, the thing is, that's kind of normal, I guess. But it only came into play that I started having this breakfast in lockdown. So that's <laughs> why that's that. <laughs> what, what cereal is it? What cereal is it? Yeah, that's I true. literally just have these certain vegan sausages, two of them, Mm-mm. with half tin of beans on toast. But oh, it's not even it's cereal? No, it's not I cereal. I thought it was cereal. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm with I was going to say, that's, that. that's a weird cereal, sausages and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, now imagining, like, uh, sausages and milk. Oh. <laughs> That's milk. It's like that Gordon Ramsay means sausage. Um, so Isaac, we're, I'll, I'll probably go first, maybe give you some time to, to think of one, but I'm going to go with my lockdown guilty pleasure. Or Yeah, it is one. Because Jack's isn't... It's not even bad. <laughs> it's not even sausage milk cereal. Sausage I was going to say, that, that, just, that just sounds like normal life, to be honest. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah right. on the bus. So mine's probably... Mine's probably going to be RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't know if you've watched it. Oh, right. Okay. Mate, yeah, so yeah. I've, I've, never... I've never watched it, but of course I, I know of it. Yeah, I've never ever been interested in kind of rea- reality TV shows or anything. The only one I was interested in was the UFC back in like years ago. But that's just like comp- obviously so different to Drag Race. But Oh, yeah, you're telling me about it. That's how the UFC started. I didn't even yeah. know. I was going to say, you saying it's a little bit different to Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> now you just need to get a cross on that. Imagine a cross on that now. A crossover. Drag race crossed with UFC. I bet I bet the fights would be way more entertaining. Yeah. Way more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so much more extra, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've, I, it's actually insanely like interesting and entertaining as well. For it, The episodes are like an hour long. And for an hour, like it's like the most relaxing. It's like therapy. Yeah. I, I think for me, it sounds kind of boring. But like for me, ever since, I guess maybe since like it started getting a bit cold. So maybe sort of October, November time um it's it, I've, I've taken a change from it today i'm actually wearing real clothes but for me it's usually just sitting in my dressing gown every single day oh, like, and i'm sure i'm not the only one it's kind of kind of a bit of a boring one to be honest it's not kind of funny or interesting it, Do you know what at first i thought you were gonna say sweatpants that should be mine i've literally other than today i've put a pair of jeans on but pretty much for the last three four months i've lived in just a pair of like there's a few pairs luckily but like three or four pairs of different tracks tracksuit bottoms and hoodies like I've literally just not got dressed properly in like months yeah. it's so easily done isn't it especially when you don't need to go out especially when we're all unviable <laughs> you're a great asset but unviable <laughs> i think what's yeah. interesting for me though is like dressing gowns and tracksuits like you see that more and more like over the last 10 years you see that more and more in public now <laughs> like before you'd only see it on like a wednesday night in a student student <laughs> club or something people rocking up in their pajamas being like yeah mate wkd and you'd be like what's going on but now it's just yeah. a normal thing yeah and then you see the dressing gowns at co-op at 9am on a saturday and sunday With the mask on <laughs> yeah. brilliant all right sweet I feel, I feel like 
when when we get out of lockdown and when life kind of like starts to get a bit more normal again maybe it's going to be more of a normal thing to do like people will just you know fearlessly and unashamedly wear pajamas out to shops and you know like you're saying to the club or whatever and you know it'll just become part of everyday wear for the um for the the western person i definitely used to do uh there'd be a few load-ins i did in my pajamas yeah but that's fine though it's comfy and you can (laughs) squat easier as well (laughs) do you know what i mean yeah all right great well hey let's get on to uh Let's go on to the timeline part of this. Well, actually, quickly, with COVID and everything, you, you coping all good? I know it's obviously been a bit of yeah. a testing year, like probably got dates rescheduled and things like that. But uh, quickly, briefly, tell me how your year's been, then we'll uh, get to the start of your timeline, bud. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not been the best year. Um, kind of goes without saying for, for everyone, really, you know, especially like us working in, you know, music and touring and stuff. It, mm. it's, it's been it's been a bit of a shocker, to be honest. Um, but in some respects, it's been really nice. You know, I've, I've been able to sort of actually have a bit of time off for once, you know, not time off that I wanted to have, but mm. it was kind of forced on me. So I had to just roll with it. Um, it. Same for you guys, you know, same for everyone, really, you know, who was supposed to be touring all of all of last year and doing the festival circuit and, and all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, the time off was... It, in some respects it was nice to sort of like recalibrate a little bit have a bit of a think about what i actually want to do with with yeah, my yeah. life you know um I, I, we'll get onto it in a minute when i sort of talk you through how my past few years have been but like i've been doing so much gigging and touring just like constantly and, it, and it's i've just gotten used to it and it was really nice to kind of have some time away from that to really think about why i was doing it and what i wanted to achieve and stuff yeah oh, um, yeah so yeah, it's a good, good in some respects, good in some respects, definitely. But you know, it has been hard. Like there's no denying it has been a difficult time. Um, and I am, I'm just kind of glad that it seems to be getting almost to the end. Maybe I don't want to jinx it. Like we're past the worst of it. Yeah. It def- it feels like it because of the vaccine, but then it feels like with this new strain and stuff, there's definitely like parts of it that are getting progressively worse but obviously with the vaccine in sight hopefully yeah do you think do you feel i mean the i only think the events are the size that we're trying to get back you're gonna need vaccination mass mass testing but do you not think it's a bit of a not to say it's a blessing but a positive that i can bring out of it is the fact that because the brexit transition was so weird obviously covid held it up quite a bit but now we can't now the brexit transition's happened we can't going tour so if anything there's a bit of time to sit back and figure it out before i mean maybe for us for for me i definitely need to figure it out but maybe like for for yourselves it's not as like high priority but for me it's like figuring out visas figuring out carnets figuring out loads of different paperwork and <laughs> logistics to get overseas um so it's i don't know if part of me finds it like a little bit of a blessing so we have a little bit of respite like just to ev- figure that out before we go straight into touring again yeah i do feel like you're not going to be alone though in that like there's so many tms there's, and a, f- managers there's a facebook touring group <laughs> yeah like everyone's going to be hitting it back at the same time so i feel like we're all in that the same aspect mm. it's just a fucking shame yeah that's what it is anyway Damn let's, shame. let's get off this uh negative bandwagon uh, this little negative horse what am i doing this little fucking, yeah whatever you just said uh, um yeah man take us take us back to uh a time where maybe you know you're quite a bit younger and you kind of felt like you maybe connected to something that led you towards this creative journey then take us into where things started you know you kind of knew where you were maneuvering and uh and taking like opportunities and stuff yeah good question uh to be honest mate it's it's been ever since i can remember for me really with um with, with music uh performing singing playing the guitar just just creating was, that the, was it like a guitar you got like when you were really young or something like that or yeah yeah so my 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 family's my family's quite musical uh so my, my dad's my dad is a sort of working musician as well so he's a um he's like a composer and a producer oh wow oh, so you've got the you've got the genes yeah <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my brother my brother's musical as well he writes songs and he um he produces stuff um the only person in my family that, that's not on paper musical is is my mum but she she's still a really good singer like she she would never oh. think that she is but i've heard her sing and she's got a good voice so oh, yeah. i'm uh, i'm i'm quite fortunate to be in quite a musical family, musical family so it was always yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah it was it was always something that was just part of my life just as for as long as i can remember and, and it was never seen as as like a, a sort of weird thing it was just music was just such a big part of my life just from you know, just as soon as I could learn to kind of speak, uh, apparently I was I was singing as soon as I could. Like, I think maybe even before I could speak, my mum would say. <laughs> like, what what I, song I do you be... think you were singing? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
To be, to be honest, I, I dread to think of what they would have been. It probably would have just been absolute toddler Abba. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I feel sorry for my parents. But um, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was, yeah, ever since I can remember, I was always, always really into music. And my parents, like, as I say, very musical. Um, as music fans as well, they would always have music on a house. Like mm. we would always be sort of exposed to music from a really young age. Nice. Um, and my, my, my dad was really into kind of um, a lot of kind of 80s stuff. So he listened to a lot of like Hall & Oates, uh, Michael oh, Jackson, Duran yeah. um, Duran a little bit, and then some kind of like more motown sort of stuff as well. So I remember nice. listening to a lot of Stevie Wonder growing up and um, a bit of Marvin Gaye and stuff like that. Um, and I, I think that it, those were probably the songs that I would I would sing as a as a as a three year old, you know, like trying to Mate, trying to make bangers to start singing in my head without without really knowing what it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I think I got my first guitar when I was about eight, and my dad sort of helped me start learning, and then I got lessons at school, and then nice. yeah, it, it 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 always always felt like the the right thing to do. You know, that was the first instrument I, that I learned. Um, as I say, I was singing sort of before that anyway, in a very sort of like, um, you know, in a very early capacity before I picked yeah, up a yeah. guitar. So picking up a guitar was just a way of kind of bringing that a little bit further. And, and in, in terms of writing as well, like I've always loved kind of writing stories. Like I always used to do that when I was little before I really properly got into music. I would always write these little stories. Wow, um, okay. Usually, usually about like, I don't know, I'd watch like Toy Story or something and oh. then rewrite it. In, in my own in my own way wow, <laughs> weird like that. um so i was always really into that and then and then obviously music like songwriting is basically just storytelling isn't yeah, it yeah. It's, it's basically like every good song is just the story in its own right so mm. for me it was a pretty seamless transition from you know writing these little stories as, as like a sort of five-year-old to you know writing songs as a sort of 10 year old 12 year old and then yeah and then i i, I guess from there i, I just i uh I just I just carried on really I just carried on writing playing I, I was in a lot of bands when I was in school nice um yeah. I was quickly to put it back a second quickly to put it back a second I always find it so interesting with creatives or kind of people that are maybe doing things like you know in in a creative way basically that we all kind of have our own little quirks like for you like I would as, as a kid I would never have thought of like watching a movie and then thinking about maybe like rewriting it in my own way yeah yeah but that's such a creative process yet maybe mine was something different that you wouldn't think of but we were these kind of little quirks but they're kind of all aligned where um all a bit weird (laughs) i think as well like you're saying that you grew up around a lot of music and whatnot so i'm assuming your parents and your family took you to your first gig do you remember what your first live show was yeah it was it was i'm 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 assuming you remember Busted, right? Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah. Busted, I think they were my second. Yeah. Is it? Mm. Mate, my first was yeah. S Club 7. My first was S Club 7. No way. Wembley Arena. Oh, no, I did it in Newcastle. Newcastle. Um, yeah. Oh, mate. That's and S Club Junior supported. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that much. <laughs> that sounds like a mad that. lineup, that does. <laughs> mate, that's so mad. Not, like, none of us mad were like lineup. the Who or anything. I you know. know. I mean? None of us said anyone cool. <laughs> well, Busted are pretty cool. I think Busted are pretty cool. I, like we both fight know. star a dope band fight star i love fight, i used mate, to love fight star, fight star bangers, mate. yeah yeah i never really got into fight star i think i was always a little bit sour about fight star because yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. thinking think about ob- obviously and i know that I, I think they're still going right fight star they're still doing stuff yeah are they? yeah fight sure. star but and like i think the muck busted thing is still a thing i'm not sure yeah, yeah, but uh, and anyway, yeah, I never really got into fight star because I think I was always just a little bit like, nah, bit this was the reason that busted ended. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. I can't possibly listen to this. It's so crazy to think that like, when when that happens as a fan of something, when you're younger and you maybe don't understand it as much, you kind of see it as this like neglect. When Homeboy is just, mm. I really want to write this rock music that I've been loving and that I've yeah, probably yeah, been inspired yeah, 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 by yeah, yeah. for so long. Yeah. And then he's got all these fans. That yeah, are, like, yeah, yeah. Heartbroken. It's such trying to transfer it over. Yeah, it's a funny concept. Absolutely. Because as well, like I guess the busted demographic at that point was just oh, like so ten year olds like me, <laughs> just just kind of just not really getting what was going on, but just knowing that they weren't ever going to hear Year Three Thousand, <laughs> yeah, and just being heartbroken. When that, when it, mate, you still hear it in a club, you just think you do that thing where you go, oh yeah, come on then, I'm here for it. So good. <laughs> what an absolute so tune, man. All right, sweet man. So. Is this where would you say you're at this point? You obviously you're getting into probably high school. You've been playing guitar, playing in bands, like you said. Would mm. you say the going into just because I know this, obviously uh, this is kind of where our friendship started. Was was in hindsight kind of the first 
project that was kind of serious where you're kind of throwing everything into with other people was there was there anything before that that I wouldn't have known yeah of? yeah that was definitely the first um first serious band I was in so yeah a bit of context that was a, a sort of it's it sort of started as a rock band but kind of turned into more of like a pop almost like a boy band towards the end but you still played right yeah 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 definitely. yeah you guys all played live it wasn't like boy playback. band flipping their wireless mics on playback yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it wasn't anything like that. It was still like all about the music and the and the songwriting and the sort of musicianship and stuff. But in terms of like the sound and the, the kind of the look and the demographic and stuff, yeah, it was towards On the brand. end it, was, it, it turned into a bit of a pop band really. But yeah, when we started and I guess when I first met you, Jack, um, yeah. I think I was about maybe 15 or 16. Really? Um, Wait, yeah. actually, yeah, what most, because how old are you now? I'm 25. Yeah, so I'm 25, 26 next month. So yeah, I think you were like 15, 16, I was 16, 17, exactly. So I think um, it was kind of that O2 Academy group, wasn't it? There was like these, there was a, like a select amount of bands that just play all the O2 Academies, kind of support each other on all these tours. And um, yeah. I kind of found myself in that crowd with some friends that I end up working around. And I think they connected with you and were helping your band out and stuff like that. So we connected that way. Yeah, that was the sort of first real major thing that I did. So before that, through school, I was kind of like, I had a real kind of short attention span when I was at school. Like I'd be in a different band every week wanting to do a different thing. Oh, so like, I'd, okay. I'd form a band where I'd be, I don't know, singing and playing guitar. And then the next week I would be like really into like another band where they had a singer that would just sing and maybe yeah. do like a bit of screaming or something. Mm. And then I would want to do that. And then I'd want to learn the drums and be the drummer. So like all the Sounds way through like me uh, now. secondary school, I was just like, bunny hopping basically yeah. between bands um, but yeah within hindsight that was the first first kind of thing really oh okay sorry to just jump in was it ever a uh, a band where you had one clean vocalist and one uh, screamo vocalist Do you remember those? <laughs> like, i think like yashin. we we I remember or like uh it was, was it we are the ocean that you said yeah oh, we yeah. are yeah they were fucking yeah, brilliant they were and death of anna before they got rid they of the screamer yeah. we're the ocean were rad mate i love we are the ocean yeah yeah and the screamer dan went on to become a manager mm. oh we're interesting raw power yeah. Oh, I oh, didn't okay. know that. Mm. Mate, Raw Power—they're they're a good, they're um, a good company. I swear. They have a lot of decent acts. They're Raw Power, exactly. So anyway, in hindsight, starts because you're jumping around. How does that come together then? With that, um, yeah. So like, as as I said, I've done a lot of jumping around. To answer your question, I, I was almost in a band that had a screamer and a singer. Like we we never we never managed to get the rest of the band together. Like <laughs> we had it. me, I was singing and playing guitar. We had a screamer, <laughs> but then we had. We had no drummer, no bass player, no other guitarist, so it ended up just getting canned. All on track. Could have been Love huge, that. you never know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never yeah. know. Um, yeah, so within hindsight, yeah, so I was uh, the guitarist in that band. Um, oh, okay. This was before I kind of embraced singing properly. I was I was sort of guitar and backing vocals, so I did a bit of singing, but I wasn't the lead vocal. And was that, a, was that just how it fitted with the band, or was that like a personal confidence thing where you weren't quite ready to push yourself in that way just yet? Yeah, I think it was a bit of both. So the band already existed before I joined, so they were a three-piece. Um, there was the Daniel drummer, there was Michael. And two of them are brothers, bass. right? Yeah, so Michael yeah, yeah, and Daniel yeah. were brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was another guitarist called Sam, so they were a three-piece. Um, and I sort of met them through the kind of Nottingham music scene, just from going to gigs and stuff. Um, and I was currently, I was on a week where I wasn't in a band at that point, or a month where I wasn't. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were lucky. It was a 24-hour period. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A quick stopover in between. You know when you go on like Airbnb yeah. or something, and it's like a really popular yeah, yeah. listing, and it's normally like rare find. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 60 people looking at this already. <laughs> Booked 10 minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much it when I was like 15, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I, I joined up with them because they were looking to get another guitarist in, I think. And I was looking to join a band as a guitarist. I wasn't really fussed about being a singer at that point. Um, as you say, like largely to do with confidence, um, because I, I always love singing and I, there's never been a time where I haven't loved singing. Um, but I kind of just felt, I think, I don't know, you just when you're that age, when you're kind of 15, 16, 17, it's like, you're going through a lot really, aren't you? In terms of like your self-esteem. Yeah. Also often not even well, aware that you're going through it at that time. Mm. Yeah. 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 And yeah. So there was a lot of that for me. And I, I think singing is obviously so like hugely personal to you. It's like laughing or talking, you know, mm -hmm. it's such a huge representation of who you are as a person. So I, I probably wasn't quite ready to embrace that yet. Um, but it worked really well within hindsight because Michael, who, who I'm still really good friends with now, um, he was and is a really incredible singer. 
Um, so I learned a lot through kind of playing in a band with him and, and singing alongside him. You know, he I, I have to kind of credit him as a as a reason that mm. I am the singer that I am now because he he kind of taught me a lot. You know, vicariously through you know us playing together and stuff. He's essentially mentoring you without kind of realizing type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's funny because I don't think either of us would say that he ever really mentored me right, in, okay. in a way. It, it was more just like, you know, you learn from people when you're around them. Don't yeah, you? Yeah, you, sort of, yeah. you pick up on stuff when you see it happening. Um, but yeah, I think uh, another side to that, because he was such a great singer, it put me off even more because I, I was so right. kind of in awe of him and his ability as a singer. Right, that makes sense. I was just kind of a bit like, I am destined to be a backing vocalist my whole life because I could never be this good. Um, and it was only really when that band finished that I kind of embraced singing mm. a bit more and actually went for it properly as a, yeah. as a sort of lead vocalist, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, look at you now, like smashing it. <laughs> Thanks. Because mate. the next project, was the next project after that you were, lead, were you lead vocalist for the next project? I was, yeah. So after In Hindsight finished, which was about five or six years ago now. I think. Yeah, I got it down as I think around 2015, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think 2015, we sort of, we got to a point where we were doing... We, well, doing dude, let, well, let's quickly not, let's not quickly brush over it yeah, too quick because you, you, you guys pushed in hindsight to a place of, I mean, I think the last time, I'm pretty sure I was there, the last time I think I saw you guys, you played like Kentish Town Forum in London, which is obviously, it's over 2,000 capacity venue. Yeah. So there, you know, you, yeah, you didn't did. just like only play around Nottingham, like you did grow the band. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, we did. What what did kind of was it just like you guys weren't really I don't know what was it coming to at the end was it just different maybe views on what wanted to go forward or because obviously maybe on the outside people are like oh they've just you know they they've grown you know they're growing like how come you know things are changing or yeah yeah so it was a, it was a very intense time that was um, and and I think it ended for all the right reasons and I'm really glad that it did obviously I'm really happy that it happened and I'm really grateful for everything that I learned while it happened but. I think we were we were really young so I was only like 18 at this point yeah. and um so the other guys were even younger than me I think Daniel was like 15 or 16 or, or something ridiculous so Crazy. Young, so yeah so young um but yeah it got to a point where we we were pretty tired we'd been doing it very intensely we'd been doing a lot of touring um and, <laughs> but it wasn't your kind of regular touring where you know you'd get in a van and go around sort of little kind of uh, bars and wait and stuff. wait a minute we, we i know what you're about to say i know what you're about to say i think uh, you did yeah i'll let you explain it but they did like a proper le like legit promo tour right that's like yeah yeah go for it go for it sorry <laughs> yeah yeah no no so that's fine man it was yeah it was basically all schools we we toured in schools for like pretty much two years straight, like with, with only a couple of breaks in the middle. Um, wow. And I, I think it was kind of like, it, it was a smart decision to do that. That was our manager that, that decided to do that. And Andy, you, you remember Yeah, 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 Andy yeah. Dutton. That's how I think I yeah. linked up with you because he played in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was Andy. a guitarist. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of him that pushed that because, uh, yeah, like I said, it was a really good idea because the sort of band that we were, the kind of music that we were making, you know, we weren't going to find our fans by going around kind of like little clubs and rock bars yeah, yeah. and stuff and you know playing to sort of punters or whatever we we'd have to go into schools to find them uh because they were sort of i don't know like 13 to 17 year olds i guess so, so it's a really good idea and, and it works because we like as you say we we really grew the band's following and we were able to, to headline some pretty big shows but it was a really really tiring experience and i think we we kind of got a little bit deluded is a bit harsh as a word i think but i think we were a little bit kind of just not really all too aware of, of, of how things worked because we've been stuck in this little bubble of just playing schools for two years, basically. Yeah. So we weren't really in tune with like how touring really worked or, or how like campaigns worked or how mm. labels worked or, or any of that stuff. Um, and we kind of, we were in a position when we were doing those shows that you mentioned. So the, the, the forum and we, we did a couple of um, academies as well. We're in this Did place you do Manchester we Academy one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we did. We did Newcastle Academy one. Um, we did the Forum in London, the Kentish Town one. We did Glasgow ABC. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, wasn't like a long tour. It was decent like four size or five rooms. Shows, really, really, really but... respectable size rooms. Yeah, especially from doing point, two yeah, years. It was, at it was a really, really big milestone for us. Mm. Um, and yeah, we had a lot of labels sniffing around at that point. So you know we were having conversations with with a couple of majors and stuff and obviously we were really excited because we were still of the mindset of like 
you need to sign to a major label to be able yeah, to yeah. have a career. You, you don't, yeah. you don't make it if you don't sign to a major. Yeah, so we were absolutely. really buzzing about that. And then it was kind of like, you know, we were thinking that we, that we do these shows, we come out and then suddenly there'd be a contract. We'd sign the contract, <laughs> we'd get a big fucking advance and it would all be yeah. just fine and we'd be made for life. And obviously it didn't work like that. So we got a little bit downhearted. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we, we kind of rode back a little bit because the, the labels, um, the guys, the A&Rs that we were chatting to, we're, we're understandably kind of saying, you need to just row back stop doing so many shows and focus on your writing, focus yeah. on the image, focus on right, building your brand, okay. all of this kind of stuff. And we were just like, oh, but we've done all the hard work already. Like, why should we have to do, like, why should we have to go back to square one when we've got all these fans? Yeah, yeah. and we're 16, like, what you want, what you talk, don't tell me what to do. Like, you know, music is <laughs> yeah. an expression to rebel, you know, and then yeah. people are coming in telling you what to do and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're that age as well. Like, when you're mm. sort of 18, 19, you're very much like, you're very naive aren't you and you're very yeah. kind of like you got the blinkers on and you're yeah. kind of like you don't really listen to, to constructive criticism as much as you maybe should unless yeah. it's really being thrust in your face and labels like anyway regardless are very kind of vague about what they want from you and and stuff i've found anyway oh, so yeah, you have yeah, to really yeah, yeah. unpick it and obviously when you're that age it's it's hard to unpick that stuff because you know you react defensively to comments like oh, oh you 100%. need to write better songs or you need to you know have a better look or whatever, you know. Um, so I guess that whole process sort of made us feel a little bit downhearted about the band because we weren't making any money off it either. You know, we weren't making a living. Yeah. Um, we, we were all just like watching our mates go to uni and have a great time and, you know, going yeah. out every night and sort of having fun. And we were just like borrowing money off our parents. They're living at home, like really skin and just- But being told being it's going to pay off. turned down yeah. by all these labels. So yeah, it kind of like- put a bit of a sour note in it and it got to the point where we were just like we want to try and do something else musically and and see what happens so the cool so thing it, cool it ended well you know yeah 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 but the cool thing here is and that i try and get across in these podcasts to like upcoming creatives or upcoming musicians or anything is that mate it'd be so easy at that stage to just be like switch off. fuck this yeah. switch off like and i'm sure there's probably a few weeks or a couple months or whatever it was after that where you felt like you didn't want to pick up a guitar maybe or maybe even inspired you more to actually be more motivated but i found times where there's like difficulties and it's sometimes so difficult to get back up but at that age as well it's very admirable that you're able to do that and then obviously you've moved on to do more projects so that's that's cool man yeah well yeah thank you um yeah i guess for me there was never a moment where i wanted to stop i think as you say if anything i just wanted to try harder you know yeah um i i felt personally for me uh the direction that that band was going in wasn't sort of ticking all the boxes for me you yeah, know yeah, I, right, okay. I, I wanted to explore some other stuff I, I wanted to try and be a singer as well you know i i felt like i was getting ready to sort of really sort of tap into that side of my <laughs> musicality i suppose um and as well within hindsight i wasn't the main songwriter um right, i did help okay. a bit with the writing but the the other two the two brothers in the band were sort of the main writing team so i was really keen to actually write some songs of my own and, and put together a new thing and, and nice. see how that went really so it kind of came at the right time for you then anyway yeah That's yeah for sure and yeah as i say like i say this to anyone that asks me about it um i'd I sort of say that i'm really glad that it happened as as it did because we were all able to you know remain friends after it finished you know which i think is so important yeah you know, yeah you can't be falling out with people there's just no no point no, no there's no, no point yeah there's no point. especially when you all got into it for the same reasons at the beginning you're in the same like... industry as well like you're going to bump into each other again at some point surely yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to burn too many. Well, you don't want to burn any bridges. If you're going to burn bridges, you want to be very careful about which ones you're going to burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's why, man, that's why you see these like suit and tie business guys that aren't afraid to burn any bridges just if it means they get that next big check. And it's oh, just yeah, they're like, not scared. It gives me so much anxiety, like even thinking yeah, about not it. Not scared, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you hear these stories about people just completely fucking each other over and it's just like, what? Yeah. It's horrible. And then they'll go it? get a coffee it's like horrible. two weeks later probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they like, it's business, mate. It's business. Yeah, yeah. You understand, don't you? No. <laughs> That's why we're here. Not about that. Not about that at all. No, no, not at all. So we're at the end of In Hindsight, bridge into your next project. So I guess after that finished, I kind of, I had a few months where I was really just sort of working on myself, um, mm. where I, I, I took a lot of singing lessons and I, I practiced singing a lot. Um, as I say, wanting to really in embrace that kind of desire to be a singer that I'd always had, but never really kind of tapped into. Um, spent a lot of time writing, um, learning how to produce as well, which I think is, is a really, really important skill for, for anyone wanting to get into a band or, or songwriting or anything. 
um, just being able to put together tracks and, and imagine yeah, yeah. how they sound in your head, being able to translate them to Logic or Pro Tools or whatever. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I guess I just, I did that. So at this point I was, I think 20, 21, I think during this time. Um, and I just spent a long time, maybe maybe like four to six months, just really kind of focusing on, on doing all of that, writing, practicing, singing, just, just getting better. And the other thing that I did during this time as well is I started kind of working as a musician so actually transitioning into sort of paid this is my career and I'm, I'm making a living nice. it, kind of as as playing live still yeah so that was all through playing weddings right oh, nice love these yeah love which these is something stories. that at the time I kind of kept a little bit quiet because <clears throat> it's not exactly the coolest thing to be doing it's, it's a pride thing isn't it it's a pride yeah. thing I don't know yeah I yeah I this, it. It, you know there's nothing wrong with it at all. No, there's not at um, all. And I'm, but do you know I'm what, not mate? ashamed I've, of it. Yeah, so even, and this is no fault of my own, but because of the pandemic, I don't know if I've, did I say this on the last podcast? I don't know. But I've said on Instagram, I think. But so I was in February to March 2020, I was on tour with Stormzy mm. working for him. Yeah. By the end of March, I was working in Tesco in Brighton because I just needed to keep money coming in when the pandemic hit. And it's like, yeah, that I, I wouldn't want to tell anyone that at the time. And I was like embarrassed. But it's like life happens. Like you got to pay this the is the thing, man. Happens, like, you know? I I have a lot of respect for you for doing that. To be honest, because you know these are weird times that we're in, and you just mm. have to do what you have to do to to eat and to yeah, live no, and for sure, pay for sure. your electricity and your rent. And you know, if if Tesco is what you got to do, it's what you got to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was only for a brief time, and it, it was all good. But it's just one of those. It's like you just one. You don't know what's gonna happen, but it's also yeah. It just makes you think sometimes. It's a weird one. But yeah. So let's go into a lighter topic i guess so with the wedding um gigs one who were you playing with was it solo were you in a band and you've got to have at least one funny story that you must have seen. <laughs> i love these functions there's stories. got to be a the function stories story get me every time like i love the oh. function stories i've got a couple as well but yeah we'll just save that for another time but yeah <laughs> yeah maybe, so, sorry um, isaac actually i know it sounds dumb but maybe um, how, is there a brief overview of what a function kind of uh, gig is just for people that might not be so aware to it because when I first started I was like function what does that mean but what yeah if you can maybe describe what an average function could be or is yeah yeah you've got a really good point there actually because I've done so many it's just yeah, like, yeah, it's of just course normal. this is how it happens <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, like, you know, yeah no, you, you wouldn't know if unless you knew kind of thing um, <laughs> so, so I guess like it's hard to think now because it's been so long since I've done one. Um, but it's it's so different to your kind of normal gig in, in mm. a venue. You know, you turn up, instead of turning up at maybe like two or three in the afternoon for, for Loden and Soundtrack, you turn up at like six. You <coughs> often have to navigate your way through everyone in suits, eating eating meals and, you know, doing speeches. Often I've had times where there have been speeches happening and I've been there at the side kind of like with a PA trying to set it up. And plug it in. <laughs> whilst, you know, the, the father of the bride is doing some endearing like speech about his daughter getting married. Yeah, giving you the looks. Yeah, like, you know, the people are looking at you and it's just, yeah, I think that's the main thing. You have to learn to really let go of any sense of kind of um, self-confidence issues and like, you know, I'm just trying to think of the word you basically you're you're shoved right in a really kind of precarious situation whenever you do a function and it's on their biggest day <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah man, absolutely and so do you bring your own equipment do you bring a, is it all your own PA and stuff like that so or, or how does that work yeah 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 it's all your own PA so usually um it would be obviously your backline so your, your drum kit um often you wouldn't do guitar amps because you, you're playing in like hotel lobbies and stuff yeah, and yeah. it's just like it's not feasible to have a big old like marshall 4 by 12 behind you like screaming at everyone yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the time you're using like kind of you know di stuff like if, if you're lucky you'd be on a kemper like if you're unlucky you'd be on like a line six pod or something um and then, yeah, you have a PA, you, you have your speakers, your mixing desk. Um, and then a lot of the time you're on any monitors as well. So you're not using wedges for the same reason because, it, it, you know, it's not set up yeah, yeah. for that, really. Um, so, yeah, you've got to cart all that stuff in. You've often got to set it up within like an hour of getting there because they want you to start bang on when they finish the meal yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, and then you've got to play for two hours as well, which is something that people <laughs> yeah. don't really set. understand. Yeah. yeah. It's like you go from playing, you know, 20 minutes to half an hour. With I wouldn't be able band, to. I'd need a piss. You know. mm. Well, there yeah. would be a break in the middle. 
It's a shorter. You, you play, you do one set and then do the other. So there's no, you must have some sort of toilet break where you check the iPod on and then someone tries to steal it and play some music of their own. It really depends. Like most of the time, yeah, but there have been a few times where you have to just do two hours straight through. <laughs> no and, and just, just fucking, just hope for the best, mate. That's, that's all you best. can do at that point. I just have a bucket yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And what's the get out like then? The what, sorry? What's the get out like? I just thought you said, what's the gout like? <laughs> yeah, me too. I was just thinking, what? What's that? <laughs> but the get out, yeah. Um, the gout. A lot of the times it, it can be it can be hellish a lot of the times with those sort of venues because you're up maybe six flights of stairs at the top of a hotel or you're on a beach like i've had one where it's literally been on a beach before oh. and you have to you park your van at the side of a cliff and you have to bring all your stuff down a, a flight of stairs can i get some power please yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's um yeah you, you get some very kind of stressful situations with with that um but just going back to what you said earlier whether it was like solo or in a band um i did a lot of both so i did a lot of band wow solo that must have been daunting the band stuff yeah the band stuff was generally in the evening um which is when you're kind of doing the party you're playing the sort of the upbeat kind of rock tunes and everything sort of having a a dance and stuff but i have done myself i've done a lot of um the kind of aisle stuff so you know when they're what? getting married yeah man i've done a lot of that and it's it's scary it's scary as fuck that oh mate sweaty palms just thinking about it i'm not gonna lie you obviously can't see but i'm like sweaty <laughs> holy thinking about that. fuck yeah what's the weirdest song you've played as people are walking down the aisle i've done a lot of ed sheeran as you can probably imagine yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense that fits yeah yeah oh that'd be so scary yeah it's proper scary. It's like with the evening stuff, it's a bit scary. Cause... But you can kind of one if you're in a band, you can rely on everyone's... them. But also, it's a bit more of a party vibes. You can everyone it's a rock song. You can kind of lose yourself in it. Whereas exactly, well, and, really and everyone's that. everyone's a bit pissed as well. So yeah, no one exactly. really cares what's going on towards the end of the evening. But when you're there right at the start, that's the and, moment. And you're literally, you're 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 there, and you're you're at the church altar, and you're going, darling, you will learn perfect, whatever. And she's walking down the aisle in a wedding dress, and everyone's deathly silent. <laughs> you're just like. Fucking hell, if I fuck this, I'm dead. I'm literally this is this is this is higher pressure. Um like that, yeah, that is pressure. Really that is good a lot learning experience doing all that. Oh, and how the, 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 the things that, that would have done for you, like playing live, like you you know, you're doing covers, so it's maybe muscle memory, but this would be put in that scenario because it's not just playing solo, it's you know, the the um you know that event of that day being the wedding and stuff like that that had so much more pressure to the point where that would have only benefited you going forward in such huge ways oh yeah completely completely yeah i I think i really learned my my craft as a performer doing weddings um i think that that really taught me how to just drop all like i was saying earlier just just not be embarrassed or self-confident yeah or kind of because you're literally you know as i say when you're there playing to a, a church full of like you know yeah oh i don't know it's you're kind of just dripping yourself bare so i guess you would definitely recommend if there's anyone listening that's like a um you know in a band up and coming that maybe similar vibe to where you're at um wanting to play more gigs maybe can't get enough gigs or maybe wanted to pursue music but wanted to make a living out of it and doesn't want to have to go get a nine to five to support that you definitely obviously recommend function gigs and stuff like that yeah yeah for sure man and there's like there's so many opportunities available for that kind of stuff now like there's a lot of agencies that put bands together to, oh, to send cool. them out to weddings and stuff and you know if if you if, if you have your head screwed on and you know and, and you're willing to commit and work hard and stuff then it's really easy to get that kind of work and i would definitely recommend it because you know as i say it really i think it genuinely made me the performer i am now if i if i hadn't done that i don't know where i'd be and in yeah, terms yeah. of like a job as well you know you 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 get you get paid for playing music which exactly, as a, yeah. you know when you're in your teens that kind of seems like it's Wild. it's very wrong that it's like this but it, it kind of seems like something That's that never impossible happens. Thing, you know yeah. wow we do gigs for free all the time and now we're getting paid you know mm. um so definitely would would recommend for someone's time. obviously after after covid of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so we've you you're kind of smashing the function scene um just briefly before we move on to i don't know if there's any interesting or ex well not interesting but just any function stories that you kind of come that come to mind when you think about and you reminisce about it anything that's interesting to say if not we can move on but it's up to you uh, to be honest mate i'm just i'm trying to think um 
you, you you get you get the odd thing happening every so often where it's probably one of those where we're expecting a wild story but it's like you know on tour everyone thinks oh rock and roll and <laughs> sex drugs when really you're just all sat in the dressing room like on laptops farting yeah yeah, yeah. being stinky boys. I can imagine it's a bit more like that you obviously get the maybe one dickhead every now and again but yeah not really yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's exactly it man it's like I'm trying I'm really racking my brain to think about <laughs> that, like, yeah. all good story but they just all blur into one, and a lot of the time it is very boring. You you know you sit in a van for five six hours to get there, and then and then you're there. You just do the set. A lot of the time you're kind of like I I enjoyed it on the whole, but there was a lot of times where I was just like I really can't be bothered to sing Mr. Brightside again. I'd rather yeah be yeah yeah at yeah home. You know, um, yeah. yeah I, I think you just get a lot of people. Obviously at weddings, people were there to celebrate, so they just get mm. so drunk. They get so drunk and they yeah. they fall over and. <laughs> They, I, I don't know. It's just funny to watch from a flammable sure. perspective when you're absolutely stone cold sober there to work. <laughs> you know, that's that kind of stuff's funny. But in yeah, terms yeah. of a specific thing, yeah, I, I can't. All good. It'll, all it'll good. come. To, it'll probably come to me after we finish this. Yeah, I know. I bet. Yes, you. All good. All good. So, so this was all going alongside whilst Fast Car to Florence was going, right? Or was this before? Yes. So yeah, that's right, exactly cool. how Fast Car to Florence started. Actually, cool. so myself and Chris, who's the drummer in uh in fast car we actually met through uh playing weddings that's how we met and oh, that's how we nice. oh okay cool um so i mentioned these sort of agencies and managers that, that put bands together to send them out to do weddings and stuff we were part of one of those so that was how we met we met at a sort of video shoot for for one of those and we Damn, started nice. playing weddings together um pretty much every every weekend um for the best part of a, a year or two wow years. so it kept you busy then yeah, yeah, really busy. And it was, you know, it was good for both of us to be in the same situation while we were trying to do this band at yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. time as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, we started that and that was kind of the result of a, a bunch of songs that I'd written in this time where I was sort of having a bit of a bit of a break from, you know, um, I don't I wasn't really having a break, to be honest. I was just <laughs> doesn't sound like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think i've ever really had a break in my life but um yeah yeah so i'd written all these songs and i'd kind of i'd, I'd written them all on my own I'd, I'd kind of sat down had the ideas produced them made demos written drum parts bass parts and just kind of everything and i was just really looking for people to sort of play the parts and, and kind of just be happy with the songs as they were i was basically looking for session musicians who were happy to not be paid <laughs> yeah 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 that was that was what it was to start off with but um luckily like chris he's, he's a sound guy and an incredible drummer and he's, he's one of my best mates and he was he was really on board he he didn't really have much interest in writing so he was happy to just kind of listen to the demos learn the drum parts and and just get in a practice room and sort of get ready to start doing gigs um oh yeah so that's kind of what we did and and we did it all the way up until the start of the pandemic basically um oh wow and we we called it we called it a day on that band um a couple of months ago but i think maybe october last year oh okay um, just because it's it's just not it's just not a good not time, right time right now being a band now no mm. no no all right, so so that was what a couple years was that. So that band went for how long then? A couple years, two, three years. Yeah, but it kind of had a, a few false starts. But right. I think on the whole, it was about three, three and a half years, I think, in in total. Um, and I think with, with that band, like I I learned a lot about myself as a as a kind of frontman um, and a and a writer and a singer. That sort of cemented my knowledge of of what I'd been learning about sort of singing and writing before um I, it sounds really harsh because i'm really proud of the band i'm really proud of everything that we achieved but i can't really think of anything notable that, that we did as a band okay um we we kind of we we did we did a bit of touring we played a few festivals we were on bbc introduced a fair bit um we, we, did, we did really well in nottingham to be fair like we had a good kind of foundation in nottingham you know the nottingham scene is really good as, as yeah. it is, so everyone sort of rock city yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Good, old, good old city yeah, so I think Fast Car got to a point where I think it, obviously the pandemic hit and that sort of wiped, knocked all the wind out of our sails, really, to be honest. Um, and it was starting to become apparent that being a band in this sort of time, obviously, I, I don't I don't want to um, disrespect any other bands that are still out there, still grafting and are still creating. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think it's great that bands are still out there and, and doing stuff, you know, especially the smaller ones that might not have the label backing or, or yeah, whatever yeah, to yeah. Help, them, help them get through. But for me, I think it just got to a point where it was really, really hard to keep it going. You know, me, me and Chris don't live near each other either. I live in Nottingham. He lives in Sheffield. Yeah. 
Um, so obviously when, when lockdown hit, we couldn't even meet up to rehearse. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I don't think anyone could anyway, but you know, it was, it was even harder in that respect. We couldn't, we couldn't, I don't know, we couldn't really do anything. Um, and I think we, we, between the both of us, we started to lose our passion for it a little bit. Um, and I think for me at this point, I think I said at the beginning of this podcast, I said, this time off has been really good because it's allowed me to sort of evaluate where I am, have a real think about what I want to do. And it kind of made me realize through not gigging. So like, as I say, from the age of maybe like 16, I've been gigging like constantly, like, you know, I might, I might not have done a lot of touring, but in terms of gigging, I've been out doing it every single week, like multiple times a week. It's just what I've gotten used to. And this period that we're going through now, this is the first time in in however many years where I just haven't done it. And (laughs) Yeah, so strange. It's just allowed me to really sort of see, look at my life from a sort of removed perspective. Yeah. And where it's a bit more slowed down, man. Life moves so fast when things are back, like how they were. Especially when you're on tour or even, like you said, gigging. Like when you've got that routine in place and you can see your schedule for the next however months and stuff, that they just flies. Yeah. 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 It really does. When you're used to just. It, it just becomes a reaction to just jump from one gig to the next gig to the next because it's, yeah, it's what yeah. you do and, and it's what you're used to. Um, so how that ties back into Fast Car, like we had this time off and we weren't gigging and we weren't doing anything. I was writing still, but I was writing a lot of, my writing was kind of, it was going off in a bit of a different direction to what the band was doing. And it kind of made me realise, like, I don't, I had this sort of epiphany at, at one point. Maybe epiphany sounds a bit wanky, but <laughs> just like realization, you know, I didn't have like a moment where a light shone on my head or anything, but I was just like, <laughs> hang on, maybe I'm not really the right person to be in a band at all. You know, mm. maybe, maybe this just isn't me, you know? Yeah. I, I kind of look at where I've come from and, and, and I think like with Fast Car, like <laughs> I've written all the songs myself. Like I, I, I kind of produced them, wrote everything. And I think I was just trying to vicariously start a solo project through doing a band because yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. have the confidence to put music out under yeah. my own name. Hundred percent. Yeah. Do you know what I've actually taken from this podcast? It almost sounds like even from like in hindsight, it's just it's been that confidence builder and that like voice trying to get out that it's kind of done in hindsight. You maybe got a bit of confidence with the BVs, like pushing yourself live, and then the function gigs, you got more confidence. And into fast car, it's you know your your words, your production, like more well everything you other than it being under a band bracket but yeah it sounds like you were just kind of on that journey of it waiting to but you had to go through those steps you know to, to actually get yeah. to this point yeah yeah absolutely man absolutely and and, and like i'm really proud of, of what fast car did and I, and I really enjoyed it but you know like as i say it kind of it took this time away from it to make me realize that you know maybe it's just not the right thing to do and i think as well like looking at stylistically what we were trying to do as well you know we were a rock band and we were we were trying to sort of head in the same direction as as, as maybe like young blood or i don't know maybe like the 1975's earliest stuff when they were yeah, a bit yeah. more of a sort yeah. of rock band and i kind of I, I was looking at sort of how how you know they're both great artists like love young blood I, I think he's incredible and the 1975 are really like great band they're really important for me they kind of got me back into listening to pop music again which is really Amazing. valuable um but they they both i was kind of looking at sort of you know how they how they operate as sort of vehicles within culture i guess and to me it's like to be in in a it's sort of within rock at the minute in 2020 or 2021 it seems like the world is obviously a bit fucked at the minute and you kind of have to be at least yeah this, this yeah, you have to, and I, the, the impression that I was getting is that you have to be this kind of, almost like this spokesperson, this real kind of leader, this real yeah. kind of uh, unapologetic, uh, you know. Rebellious. Like, yeah, exactly. You have to be this real character who can really sort of whip up a, a real kind of, almost like, I don't know. Like a, to get like, like a rebellion, like a cult. I guess. Yeah. And I was kind of looking at that and I was thinking like, you look at Youngblood and you look at Matt Healy and you look at Ollie Sykes or whoever, and yeah. you look at all these people who do that really well. And I just, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, I don't think that's me. I don't think that's who I am. You know, I'm the most well-spoken, mild-mannered, apologetic yeah. person you'll ever meet. I'm just, I'm just too nice, I think, to, to be this rock yeah. star who, who will happily swear at Boris Johnson on Twitter yeah. or, you know, smash things. I, think, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a really important. Sounds a bit weird. I think that's really important what you've said though, because if you imagine that, like, I can't think it's on what documentary. It's on the Jimmy uh, Jimmy Iovine and uh, Dr. Dre documentary where they talked about how um, the rise of Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine 
basically the rise of beats and all that kind of stuff. But I mm. think it's Jimmy Iovine or Jimmy Iovine. I can't remember. Sure. Can't remember what it's how to say his last name. But he says this really important thing where he's basically like the music industry and whatever your culture is and as a creator as you're creating and as you move forward, you're constantly looking to your left and to your right. So therefore you're looking at what other people are doing around you and then you're comparing your success to what theirs are. And mm. if we were able to put blinkers on, like we were saying earlier, like as a, as a he, on the documentary, he talks about horse racing and he says that the reason they put them on horses is so they can't look at the other horses and see if they're doing well or not. You can only look forward mm. and you can only go forward, therefore. But I think for me personally, and from what you're saying, I know Jack's the same as well, we we're only human to compare ourselves to other people but from what your story is telling us is that you've gone through those motions and it's probably taking you quite a quick time actually it's a good turnaround for you to be like actually you know what i've tried it i've tested it it was great but here i am now and i've realized now what i want to do so you've almost got to the point where you've just kind of put your hat on and your blinkers on and you're ready to go forward do you know what i mean i think that's a really important lesson yeah. to learn and you've learned it yourself but without people telling you and i don't know if that resonates with what i've just said no, no, definitely, man. It really does. And I, I think you've put it better than I ever could, to be honest. And no, I, don't I think be daft. You're the songwriter. Was... Tell me the story. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, th I think it's really important to, I think it's important to observe other people and see what they're doing, not to the point where it impedes your progress by, um, by comparing yourself and putting yourself down because you're seeing other people do better. Mm. But just, I, I don't know, for me, it was, it was more of a, just a self-evaluation, you know, and just thinking like, who am I mm. as a person? And what do I, how, how do I, how do I communicate with the world as a person? And is this an authentic reflection of the music Definitely. that I'm making yeah. and the sort of brand that I have? And looking at it with, with Fastcar, what we were trying to do, it didn't really seem like it sort of fitted for me, to be honest. So I, I think the best thing for me at that point was, was to just say to Chris, you know, I, I think we should just give this a bit of time off. I, I want to try and make some music for myself as, as me, as, as Isaac Anderson. Um, and just see where that goes and and you know just as you say get the blinkers on um have a have a real focus and and just really really go for it you know and, oh, yeah. and take all the lessons that i've learned and talking about august no autumn last year sorry that you realized this but if you imagine from fast car to what you're doing now um can what was the kind of progress after well obviously i say after fast car but also it seems like it kind of got put on it was not your main prerogative essentially so what happened um after that i say yeah um yeah as, as you say it was kind of it was a sort of overlapping thing it wasn't like the band finished and then suddenly i moved on to writing no, course, musically yeah. and you know it was kind of happening at the same time i was writing a lot of songs that i knew wouldn't be right for the band sort of from the from the from the start of the pandemic really you know i i i started a tour um the tour got cancelled i came home and suddenly as as it would have been for you guys my my diary was just like bare for months Empty. and and i was just like i'm gonna just write some songs and, and just see what happens and just not think about what they're going to be used for or who they're going to be used for or anything i'm just going to write i'm just going <laughs> to see what pops into my head see what words come out and sorry this sounds a bit wanky is it? Oh, no, no. Just, what words come out of my head man <laughs> it literally was a little bit like that it was just like you know i'm not gonna try and shape this towards being for anything or anyone i'm just going to write and so i did that and yeah it just became apparent quite quickly that what i was writing stylistically and also in terms of what it was saying in terms of the lyrics and the kind of themes and stuff it, it felt more like more like me you Authentic know? It felt to more you, like yeah. something that i wanted to say as as myself um so yeah so that was kind of happening really from sort of march and april onwards i was still doing the band at this point um yeah, but yeah, yeah it, that was yeah. when that was when things started to sort of slow down and, and sort of peter out a little bit and then yeah it was from autumn onwards really last year that i kind of thought right i need to i need to really do this and i've, I've got some time um the world is in the world is in a shit place still in terms of live music but in terms of music on a whole it's great you know people are consuming yeah. music so oh much. yeah um you know music has, has saved so many lives this, this past 100%, year like, you know, 100%. metaphorically and, and physically I'm, I'm i'm imagining like for yeah, me it's been no you know absolutely so really <coughs> how are you adapting with that then like i was saying a bit with social media so obviously i've seen you doing some live streams you're obviously trying to connect with your audience playing your playing your stuff maybe covers as well i'm not sure um through that um obviously using just socials as a general how else like 
is that is that the main focus now? Obviously, you're writing, you're you're doing your thing with uh, trying to create this music for your solo project. How are you connecting? How is that the main is that the main way you're doing that now through socials? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the only way to be honest. Because yeah. um, I can't right now, as of today, I can't. It's crazy, it isn't it? It's so crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so socials is definitely the only way. Um, I, as soon as sort of gigging starts again, I'm, I'm the way I'm seeing it in my mind is that we might get bars opening. That will allow kind of acoustic gigs because we did yeah. we we got that back in the summer you know and uh, yeah. i didn't yeah. actually really go to any because i was <coughs> i don't know i was in a bit of a weird place with it all um so i didn't really make an effort to to, to go maybe i should have done but anyway but yeah we have had that before own. already and i, I think that's going to be the next thing that comes back and i'm hoping maybe by sort of the you know late spring summer we'll be getting a little bit of that so as soon as that can start again i feel like i've i've worked on my on my ability as a as a performer in terms of just being myself with, yeah. uh, with a guitar and, and just my voice i'd be happy to go out and do that and i'd, I'd love to Hell get yeah. back on that um so really it's just using this time to happens. perfect things and get it all ready for when uh you know you can operate a bit bit better yeah exactly man nice. exactly at the minute it's just it's socials but it's it's been really good it's been really good and what's amazing as well with social media obviously like i don't need to say this but it, it's incredible that you can connect with so many people from all over the world yeah. like literally at the same time it's it's, yeah. it's mad like i do these live streams um and and i get i, I have a lot of south american um uh, people that follow me on instagram um and and twitter and stuff and so i ask people where they're tuning in from and and i get argentina brazil uh, Chile, Mexico. Right. It's mental. It's right. so well done. mad. That's, that's great. It's a great it's like, so highlight, man. You're like, well done for that. That's an insane Whoa. achievement. No, thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. I, I can't really take credit for that. That that was, you know, the, I, I think these people found me as a byproduct for, from... The... Yeah, but that's the same for everyone. But it's whether yeah. they stick around and tune into your stuff. Yeah, and it's, and it's really great that they do. And yeah, like the fact that people are tuning in from places that I've never even been to. Yeah. Like, I just felt like I just... you can't even fathom some of those places are even real when you haven't been to them because they're just so like I imagine like some places in Asia that I see online and stuff that I would love to go to and it's like sometimes so hard to even fathom that it exists because yeah. it's just like it seems so far away. It's mad. Yeah, yeah, it is mad. It kind of feels like the world is such a big place, but it's so it's small. So at the same small time. at the same it feels time. Like yeah, everyone has come together so much through social media, but there's yeah. still this like I haven't been to many places. I've never been to America. Um, really. And I, no, never been to America, never been to Damn. space. And I've well, that'll change soon, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll definitely change. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that I've waited until now, to be honest, because it'll yeah, probably be no. easier to tour actually as well. I well, don't know why. I just I don't think we should jinx anything with all this Brexit stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah touch wood. I was, I was going to say actually, not to go too far off topic, because um, it sounds like what's next is for well, what what's next for you is going to be. I'm assuming you're going to keep, well, actually, yeah, you know, what's next for you? I'm obviously not talking tomorrow, but like, what's your kind of future plans within the constraints that we're in? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I could definitely tell you what's going to happen tomorrow right? is, is I'll wake up, <laughs> put on my dressing gown and dressing gown, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. Sausage milk cereal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. In terms of, uh, it's hard, man, isn't it? Like, no one knows at this point. Are you, um, just quickly on that, are you... Because with this solo stuff, just before we quickly move on to this current year, sorry, 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 right. sorry. Um, are you are you still sessioning at this point? Are you sessioning at all with other artists whilst you're um, obviously pursuing your solo thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I am. Brilliant. So currently, I'm I'm um, I'm playing guitar for Louis Tomlinson at the minute. Brilliant, nice. Um, and that's that's my kind of main session job. Well, it's my only session awesome. job. I don't I don't awesome. do anything else in that. Which is kind of ideal, really, as a session, right? Because obviously. When that artist's on tour, you're you're working, you're touring with them, playing live for them. But then when they're not on tour, that leaves you a lot of free time where you don't have other commitments, just solely focus on yourself, right? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And in in terms of the the session stuff, like it's it's a really good thing to do. Um, in, in terms of like obviously like in terms of work, it's great. But also in terms of like career development, like you learn so much from being with with other artists. And, oh, of and, course. And, you know other other touring crews and you know playing bigger shows that you would have done on your own well that's another question i was going to have obviously the contrast from when you know 15 16 mm. obviously you got in hindsight playing to decent sized rooms but i'm sure with some of the artists you've worked with that you're sessioning for some of the size rooms you've played since are, are a lot bigger so how's that how's that been personally but like you know on an excitement level but then also how do you think it's helped career-wise 
Um, obviously exciting level. Uh, it's yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, as you can imagine. Um, yeah, man, it's 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 just it feels like the right thing for me to be doing, you know. Um, and and that's great that it feels like that. I, I would be really scared if it suddenly didn't feel right. No, of course. Um, yeah, it's it's just great, and I just, I, I I really miss it. I, I'm struggling no, to find words to do. talk about yeah. gigs right now because I just get a bit emotional. <laughs> oh, as as I'm, I'm assuming we all do, but um, yeah, in, in terms of career, like yeah, as I say, you just you learn so much. You know, you play O2 Academy two in Islington in the shopping centre, and you you know you learn a little bit when you when you're 16, 17, you're doing a gig like that. And then, you know, you, you play, I don't know, like an arena or a stadium or something. It's literally like a different operation, not just in terms of the playing itself, but, no, you no. know. I, uh... Even from a touring crew perspective, like I've done the same journey in some aspects, like not stadiums, I've done a lot of arenas. But um, yeah, you think of your day back then compared to your day, like, you know, your day on that tour, then your day on that next tour, like yeah. the difference in the yeah. operation and logistics is just fucking, it's night and day. Yeah, no, it completely is, man. And it's like, it's going from doing like a split van tour to being in a tour. Multiple like, buses, oh, multiple trucks. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like a circus, like a fucking opera, like a literal traveling like circus. It's mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that's what you were asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so apart from sausage milk cereal, what's happened? What's next for Isaac Anderson? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Say that again. I just left. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was great. I was going to say, <laughs> apart from the sausage uh, egg cereal, what's next for Isaac Anderson? <laughs> um, good question. Uh, just more writing, more um, more kind of developing of skills like singing and guitar playing. Is there any uh, upcoming live streams that people can tune in for that you're going to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do at least, I was doing one a week last year, but it kind of got a bit much. I kind I of imagine, I yeah. started to fall out of love with it a little bit. I definitely mm. didn't want to be doing. Um, so I'm, tr I'm sort of trying to aim to do at least kind of like one every few weeks at this point and see if yeah. I can mix it up a little bit, like learn some new covers and write some new songs that I can actually play. So it's not just the, the same songs yeah, each yeah, yeah. time. Um, but that for me, that has been so incredible doing that. Um, I know we've spoken about it a little bit already, but it's like, I honestly feel like that's the closest I get to feeling like I'm back on stage again. Yeah. Doing that. yeah, yeah. And it sounds so weird because I'm literally, I'm just sitting in this room. Like I got a piano over there. I just sit at the piano, put my phone on the piano and just, just play into the phone. And, and just do I it. Have yeah, to yeah. Just, I have to just try and read all the comments when they come up. And you stuff. need to get a little merch link to have in the bio, mate. Yeah, it's like yeah, you got yeah. a merch stand on sale too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I, I got to just come off from doing yeah, it, and then like, you know, go and put my dressing gown back on. It's just like being on tour again. Isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. Slide back <laughs> into the a, a weird one. I don't know a, a weird one, but like, so you're from Nottingham. My my grandparents live in Gamston, which is a little bit just outside. Oh Nottingham, no way! Which is mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never been to Rock City. I was. We were talking. I was about saying this. that to him. He's he's, he's never, tours and he's never been to Rock City. I've really? Done... You're in for a treat, mate. First time you go. <laughs> Great. Great I've been to I've been to Oce um, Oceana in Nottingham. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah, but that's like a shit club, isn't it? That's yeah. Like a nightclub. Yeah, I remember some guy dubbed me in there once. He was like, I was I was in there with the artist I was touring with, and it was a student night. We somehow blagged our way in because we were like, we're on tour and we just want to have a night out. It's the same old, same old. Same thing. old. And then I remember that I was talking to this guy at the bar, and he was like, I was at university at the time and touring. And then he, I was talk, trying to explain to him the university I was at, and I'm, I was at a music uni, and he was like, oh, okay. And then we were talking an hour later, and then all of a sudden he just switched on me and was like, I bet they don't even teach maths where you study. Like, he was trying to murk me. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, okay. So I just turned around, wait, you see that guy there? And just, like, dropped a bang of clangers of, like, who he, who he is and kind of, like, what he's signed to and stuff just to try and be Big Ball Lou. Oh, and I did. Just crushed him after that. He was buying me drinks all night. It was great. <laughs> hey, good luck. Yeah, no, this was in Oceana, you say? This is in Oceana, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you I feel like Oceana is like a chain and like prism as well. They just want oh, you don't you terrible, avoid. Terrible. I would never go in there. Terrible. I was 21. Yeah, no, you're right. It is, it is called prism, <laughs> right. I think. Yeah, it's Fair called enough. prism. It's not called Oceana anymore. But yeah. Awful. All right. I reckon give us, give us like one thing that you think that maybe, not a risk, but maybe something that you felt occurred that kind of helped benefit you on your journey to like, you know, I, I feel like I know what you're going to say, like maybe pushing to go solo, but 
something that you feel like you had to transition to that could have been a risk or something that felt uncomfortable that you still did that you feel like if you didn't it wouldn't you know you wouldn't be at the place you're at now and or as happy as you are now it, whether that's career-wise or personally yeah yeah um I think yeah you've, you've probably nailed it to be honest I think trying to sort of push myself as a so well it just means you read your story well mate <laughs> yeah awesome appreciate that um but yeah I think aside from that as well I think just learning to sort of sing as well I, I think I've, I've had a lot of confidence issues surrounding that um and yeah I, I think really pushing that and, and like you know doing the wedding stuff like learning to really perform and not be kind of aware and self-conscious and embarrassed in, in performance situations like I think for me like it's it's lots of little risks that you even like you take like every day like every week you know mm. that sort of makes up for me I notice all of those more than kind of like the big sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. life career decisions if, if you know what I mean no I do I do totally all right well you anything to add yeah well I wonder for the listeners and people who are watching where's best to find you uh, you can get me on Instagram, which is Isaac Anderson Music. Uh, if they don't follow you already, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my Facebook's the same as that as Isaac Anderson Music, and my Twitter is Isaac Anderson UK because he can't fit music in because it's too long. Mm, oh, annoying! The worst. Twitter, come on, have a word. <laughs> I mean, out. they've been making movements though. They've been making waves recently, but yeah, I mean, they should have done it earlier, but whatever. But yeah, yeah. All right, sick. Nice one, bro. Thanks cool. for coming on. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for doing yeah. it, bro. I really appreciate it. This has been really good. Cool. That was so good. Yeah. All right. Sick. If you like Isaac, you like us, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's, I'm not leaving that in. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, cool. Sweet. So um, that probably brings us to the end of... Uh, behind what you see i've like i'm not gonna lie, i didn't obviously you two knew each other yeah I, a couple well, of... yeah but then again we've we, we we connected for like a brief time always kind of known each other on social media maybe mm. dm here or there like you know yeah. reply to story kind of very vague shit yeah um, followed yeah. your story so thought it'd be great so yeah thanks for doing it yeah, um but like yeah it's, I, it's been great me. to feel the space and like learn about it man it's cool i didn't realize you know, you see people making moves and stuff and like you kind of see what they're actively putting out, what they're working on. But like, I would never have known you did like, I knew you did the schools tours because I knew Andy and stuff, but I would never have known that you did like function gigs like every week. Yeah. No, like, I you just wouldn't know that stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, obviously like there's a lot more that goes on, um, you know, on Instagram especially. Yeah, absolutely. Know, highlights really at the end of the day, isn't it? Instagram and Twitter well, and very stuff. Very true. Yeah. But mate, thank you so much for giving us your time and whatnot. I can't wait to follow your journey now. Oh, nice one. Well, thank you guys for having me. I've really enjoyed it. It's been no, of course, dude. Quick, sweet, 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 sweet. sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs>